You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, again with another episode um, down in 1032 space. This is this is really cool, dudes. This is I say really cool, dudes. Like this is quite funny because obviously I'm not from here, but I get so used to saying stuff like that because I live here. Um, Caleb and Micah, appreciate the time. This is awesome. Uh, really cool space you got down here, nice and clean. You know, kind of. I'm sure that was like the model when you. When you yeah. kind of designed this place, um, guys listening, if you don't know what 1032 space is, basically uh, it's you know bringing amazing unseen fashion to Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of the stuff in here. I'd probably need. You could probably dress me for the rest of the year. It's uh, it's pretty cool. We can cool. do that. Yeah, I don't have the budget for it, but <laughs> <laughs> one day uh, when this podcast gets a lot of uh, ad revenue, I'll, I'll be back. This is the one. This, this is, is the one. Gonna, this is the one. <laughs> shoot you to the um, Gents, guys, this is awesome. Um, Thank you, man. Yeah, uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, you know, how'd you guys like? How'd you guys meet first? Uh, we met through our church that we go to here in uh, OKC Church of the Harvest. Um, I'm originally from here, uh, and I started going to that church probably in 2011, I think. Um, so I got really involved. I played drums, and so I played drums there, and that's kind of how I got there. And then what year did you? I've lived in OKC for about five years now. Um, so that church we go to, they have a college program, and I did that, and I did a lot of graphic design stuff there. So me and him met pretty quick there, yeah. Yeah, and when was that? That was like five years ago now yeah. that I've lived here, so that I moved here. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you originally from? Uh, originally from St. Louis. Okay. Well, really, a small town about 45 minutes south of St. Louis, but it's called Hillsboro. Okay. So I always just say St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. Why did you come to Oklahoma? Uh, basically for that program. Um, it, it was like a internship thing. I didn't really want to go to college, um, and they, they offered graphic design there, and I knew some people from here already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of went for it and moved. It's about six hours away. Yeah, it's not too bad. So it's not too bad. Um, and yeah. Nice. And Caleb, you said you grew up here? Yeah, I'm born and raised here. My dad works at a hospital down here. My mom taught junior high English here for a long time. And yeah. Just been living in OKC ever since. <laughs> the good thing is, like, you've seen it grow. And I'm sure since you've been here, you've seen it yeah. grow, too. Because kind of like me, I came in 2011, and Devon Tower was, like, halfway up and yeah. still being built. And OKC was really something. Not really a lot, but it was kind of going to be something. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's awesome to see that progression, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the fashion space, you guys have always been in kind of, has it been an interest, obviously, from day one? Yeah. I mean, at least since since I've lived here, that's kind of been something that... That was one of the things, I think, that... Mike and I like became friends quicker yeah. because we both had an interest in it. Yeah, just um, in that time period of Instagram really starting to pop off with being able to see brands and there's a store in St. Louis that I went to that I found that wasn't in a mall and that like blew my mind and they carried some streetwear brands like back when it was hundreds and Raised by Wolves and Huff and I was like this is crazy like I didn't know there was stuff like this that's not in PacSun and Urban Outfitters and 
just kind of opened me up to that and started there. Um, so I've kind of always had an interest for that. And, yeah, like he said, that's kind of what got us to kind of click a Easy little bit. Easy T-shirts and Roshi runs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, amazing, isn't it? Like yeah. from, the, from, from Instagram, you, know, you have brands that just start up. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee spill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, you have brands that start up uh, and then there's no way to get them in yeah. stores, right? Yeah. Uh, and they kick off and, you know, then they have a t- huge following on social media and they're the only ones selling it. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that kind of where you guys saw the, the opportunity for that? Yeah. So I worked, there's another boutique here in OKC called Blue 7. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked there for about a year and a half as just like a sales associate. Yeah. One of the things that they kind of put me in was they have like a denim room and it just kind of caters to like higher end denim brands. Um, and that was my first exposure to like, oh, there are jeans that cost $150 and they're really nice. And, that nobody said off. Right. <laughs> and so like that was the, the opening of the door, I guess, for me. And then it was like, oh, there's nicer brands than this. And then it just kept progressing until I was like trying to go down to Dallas and look at all the designer brands all the time. Um, and so uh, I just like, I'm one of those people that once I get into something, I have to like know everything. So I just started doing a ton of research and following like Instagram pages and uh, Tumblr was really big at that time. Yeah. Uh, so Shout it was a lot Tumblr. of, yeah, it was a lot of like following like Tumblr fashion blogs and, um, then another store that I worked at previously called the factory. Um, I was the buyer over there for a little bit, but they were just opening up and it was going to be the, like the high end fashion place in OKC. And so I started shopping there, uh, with the, with the two girls that owned it. And then one day I just kind of walked in and I was like, Hey, if you guys are ever hiring, yeah. let me know. And they basically kind of asked me what I wanted to start that day (laughs) great (laughs) so i started doing that and then um that's when we really got to see the opportunity i was like pretty blown away by the amount of customers that were already in oklahoma city because it feels like it's such a small place but you know there would be somebody walking in and like a full like off-white t-shirt everything and i'd be like wait why do i not know you why have i never seen you before um so we really got to see the the market and the opportunity that was here already. Um, and then fast forward a couple of years, the girl who started that store, she just wanted to really focus on women's clothing. And that's obviously not what I'm into. Yeah. Um, and she like gave us her full blessing and let us just kind of part ways from that and yeah. work, start working on this. Okay, cool. So you worked for Caleb at Blue 7 for a while. Yes. Yeah, I had Caleb on the podcast. Yeah. Great, great dude, great story. Definitely wouldn't be here without... Caleb. He was a big, he helped me so much, like when we were starting this. Yeah. I got to go back to him and be like, okay, you've done this. Yeah. What's next? How do I do this? (laughs) How do I not do it wrong? I need (laughs) insurance. Who do I call? Yeah. This is a cool space, too. Like, this is definitely a nice part of town and then just kind of, it fits, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 How did the space come up? It's crazy. Um, We were looking for a spot for like, basically, since we decided to make the move from that store was called the factory to here. Um, I was in like September of 2017, 2017. Yeah. and we were like, all right, let's like, you know, start looking for money, start looking for places kind of right then. And, uh, we never really found anywhere. And then like literally two months before we opened this spot, we like saw it online yeah. and, uh, just well, hit up. Leaf and Bean was kind of our like unofficial headquarters yeah. for meetings and stuff. 
and I parked over here, mm. and I was leaving one day, and I walked, That's and I was right. like, wait. Big available sticker Where in the window. Place right yeah. here? Yeah. Uh, well, there wasn't any stickers up or anything. It was just empty. Oh, and so okay. I knew that there was like the one real estate agent that does like a ton of the real estate down here. And yeah. I got on her website and it was the only place online that it was listed. Yeah. So we reached out to them and uh, this was a, another, it was like a men's suit store before us. So it saved us a ton of money because like so the they already had to were build built, out. the lighting yeah. was here, the floors were done. We just basically had to Perfect move in. Timing. Yeah. 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 It was insane. Were you guys like kind of shitting it at that time? Yeah. Yeah, it was getting a little stressful. Yeah, like, guys, we have a space now. Oh, we need product. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, this is perfect, but it's also the only option. So <laughs> either way, we're going to go for this. Yeah. yeah. Or the way that the, like, the ordering calendar works, like we ordered everything that we had on our opening day like in January of 2018. So we yeah. place those orders and then they ship. They start shipping in like late July, August or so. So we had like so all the products and we didn't have a place to, to sell it. Yeah. So we, I mean, we had boxes stacked in our garage and we're like, yep, we're going to find a store <laughs> one, one way yeah. or another. It's going to happen. Caleb's yeah. in Paris, so we have to find a store. Yeah. But yeah. Well, it's good that you didn't like, you're like, oh, we have this perfect spot, but we don't have any product to yeah. sell. Like, it's good that you were like, right. you were ready to go. We knew mm. we'd find something. Yeah. And that goes sure. back to that, like working at the factory is like getting to do a lot of the buying over there for the men's stuff for two years basically that I did that. I mean, that set up the like, okay, we understand the structure of how this like, the ordering process and mm -hmm. the yeah. relationships that we'd built with the brands already and we had an idea of how that worked. We just had to figure out the local stuff. The yeah, you just kind of saw that untapped market for like male streetwear right is mm -hmm. that that's kind of what it is yeah. um and then you know social media you guys have blown up on social media too which is great to see yeah um because i'm is that where you do a lot of your business or get a lot of your awareness from yeah for the most part and that was a uh, a lot of these things tied back to the old store because uh the last couple years of the factory was actually really just focused on men's clothing um and then ashley the girl that started that store she kind of started the whole thing with the idea of it being mainly a women's store, and then it kind of just turned into this men's store just because that's what was like popular and it was doing really well. And I think that there was a point where it was just kind of like, that's not really what she ever wanted to do, and so you can't blame her for like losing the yeah drive to the drive for yeah. it. And that's when she made. I mean, I know it was a tough decision for her. Because they had a cool spot on yeah. Broadway, right? Right yeah, on the corner, right up, from, uh, right up from Sidecar. And, yeah. Yeah. So it was good to see her, like, make that decision to go do what she really wanted to do. Um, and then, so she, like, gave us the Instagram page that we had built. Because most oh, of that following yeah. was... It was made. guys that were into that stuff. And stuff that you were doing already yeah. anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. So we had so, a really massive following on that page. And yeah. she knew, like... If she was going to start a women's boutique, that wasn't you can't do, much do for the her. same thing because you, you can see, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll say that like a hundred times on this. Yeah, show, yeah, on yeah. We'll probably reference the factory like. Oh times. yeah, because because she's she's had you. I mean, you can see you your who your followers are, what they are. Like, what's quite funny with the following that I have, like sixty percent of them are women. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. Know, I think that's, that's just because women spend more time on on social media than men. But I mean, I just post pictures of the state. But it's kind of weird to see that, right? <laughs> and it's like. 
I don't think they're trying to marry me because I have an accent, you know? <laughs> so I think they, it's not about me, it's about the pictures, right? But that's really cool that she kind of had that awareness and was like, yeah. go for it, guys. Like, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And she's been, like, amazing through that whole process of, like, just being super encouraging. And, like, she sent us, like, a really awesome message, like, our opening day and just was like, you know, you guys are the right people to, to do this. And yeah. Definitely wouldn't be here without her. Yeah. And Megan Uber and Jimmy Wonder. Yep. It's the OG squad Shout right there. Shout out. Yeah. We're on a podcast. We've got to do a few shout outs. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yes, definitely. And hopefully I get to have them on the podcast one day too. Yeah. Um, They're all killing it right yeah. now. Yeah. Like that, the story about like Ashley giving you all this stuff and just helping you and just being and being a, a person about everything, right? Not just being salty and being like, oh, my, my dream's gone yeah. to menswear and like I... I you know that's not what I want to do. I'm gonna just step away and shut it down. Well, like she had the awareness to just say, no big deal. Like you guys are the right guys. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear it all the time. Stories like that come up all the time in Oklahoma. Yeah. And I just think it's just how it is. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's just like Caleb's story from Blue Seven. You know, yeah. started working there. And the guy walks in one day. He's like, we're done. Do you want to own it? Yeah. Basically, what happened? I guess. Yeah. It just keeps Worked happening. Yeah, it's, and you know, it just people have the awareness here to see who's the right fit for it, and timing, and all that stuff. And you guys were obviously perfect for that. Um, so you get you get to opening day, you have all your product, you know, the space is ready. And what was it like that first day? <laughs> that day for me, I I've explained it as the feeling that you get laying in bed on Christmas Eve when you're like, what if nobody got me anything? What if nobody shows up? And you're like a little kid, and you're like, what if this is the year? What if, what if I wake up and they forgot to buy me a present? Yeah. And uh, so that whole day, I was just kind of like, well, I hope people show up. And like, we knew like our friends were gonna come, but then it was kind of like, I, yeah, sure, our friends will show up, but like, what about people that are gonna shop here consistently? Yeah. And I think most of it, like for that, a good part of that day, Mike and I would just randomly look at each other and be like, well. You want to do this? Yeah. Do you remember the first product you sold and who it was? Yeah, well, we sold a couple things. Outside of friends. Yeah, we sold a couple things, like, on a couple of the days leading up. We did a couple of test runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jackets, like, jackets and coats, I, I'm very, like, I have this weird philosophy on with Oklahomans. I don't feel like they buy coats that much. Right. Because we get in our car, run inside. Yeah. And so I was super skeptical on, like, these kind of pricier coats and like one of our good friends came in and like first day he was like I'll buy that coat right now and I was like oh yes yes <laughs> so we sold like a jacket first but I can't remember what the first thing like shout out Chase Pancrats shout we got, out Chase we got Pancrats, shout out Chase Pancrats. <laughs> yeah uh I can't remember what the first thing you and Allie were kind of running the register that day. Yeah, I honestly don't remember. It was yeah. a blur. Yeah. It like it got crazy real we quick. We opened at 4, and then I don't think Mike and I made eye contact until like 8.45 when we closed. <laughs> yeah. Just buzzing around, saying yeah. hello, whatever. And yeah, it was what? crazy. It was definitely, I was like blown away by the amount of people that showed up on that first night. I didn't think it was going to be as busy as it was. Yeah, there was a moment. Great problem to have. Yeah, oh, yeah. there was a moment where I got a little anxious. It was like shoulder to shoulder, crazy in here, but it was really cool. Like, I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for real. That's uh, that's really cool. And, I, you know, back to you guys had done four or five. Uh, okay, one second, guys. We're looking out the window, and some of the Pacers players are about to walk in. <laughs> Uh, to do some shopping so we're going to press pause uh, do a little ad read and we'll come back see you in a bit
Alright guys, quick ad read here for you. Ride OKC. If you haven't heard of Ride OKC, they do bike tours around Oklahoma City. Uh, Ryan and Ashley have started this business and now they've gone full time. This has taken Ryan from his job. Been very successful with it. Uh, they have three tours right now. They have an art and architecture tour. They have a cookie tour. Who doesn't love cookies? And they have a bikes and brews tour. Now, those of you know, we have a great brewery scene in Oklahoma City and this tour is really cool. They're all really cool, but that's a personal favorite for me. Anyway, Ryan and Ashley are going to give you guys a 10% discount if you use the discount code This Is Oklahoma. So if you go to their website, rideokc.com, sign up for your tour. You can go on your own or you can go with all your friends. It's really cool and definitely worth it, especially on a hot summer's day. You can ride around the city and see a lot of the city that you might not have seen before, especially with the art and architecture tour. Anyway, if you go to the website rideokc.com and use the discount code This Is Oklahoma, you'll get 10% off your ride. So please do that. They're a great company. They've just got accepted into the accelerator program over at Stitch Crew. They're doing great things, and this tour is going to expand. They're going to expand with new tours. Um, and yeah, I mean, they, we've had them on the podcast. They're an amazing Oklahoma city business, and I'm not going to push any brand that I don't, you know preach myself so this is a real value to you guys and definitely check them out and when you do don't forget use the discount code this is oklahoma all right thanks for listening to this and let's get back to today's episode with caleb and micah we are back we're back yes had make to make sales a, make a couple sales make real a couple quick. sales that was cool yeah um kylo quinn and i don't know the other guy Anyway, um, <laughs> two super nice guys, bought some merch. Really nice. Um, it's cool to kind of see you guys in the moment, like doing your thing. Um, you know. There's a little sneak peek. And yeah, it was really cool. Day um, life. You know, a lot of cool service, and I think, like, I'm not really a big NBA guy, so I wasn't, like, kind of starstruck, but I'm, I'm sure if, like, Tiger Woods walked in, I'd be like, oh, oh shit. Like, <laughs> I'd be shaking, right? I respect that. You know, I'd be shaking, and you guys, you know, it's just, I think they appreciate natural and just kind of... Yeah. You know, just you being, you know, not freaking out. Oh, can I have a picture? And, like, can I post on the Instagram? You know, I yeah. think that yeah. 85% of the people who would have had that opportunity would have probably done that. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought you guys handled it really well. So, that's shout been, out for that. Especially with the NBA crowd, that's been something that we've been, I think, really conscious of is we want it to be a really organic experience. Like, we don't want to make it too promotional feeling where it's like, please come shop with us. We just want it to be like, you know, if they find us and they get in, we're going to give them yeah. like the same service we're going to give anybody. To and anybody then or whatever, just, yeah. Because that's what, like what you were saying, mm -hmm. I think probably for them, the best thing that you can do is treat them like they're a normal person yeah. and not like, yeah. oh my God. And they so. might not even mind if, you know, we took an Instagram picture or something like that, but it's like, they might, it might mean a lot more yeah. to them to just be able to like, oh, I can just like sneak in and out of there and shop yeah. and like, it's and no you kind of, you know, and and it's probably okay for you to do that on like the fourth or fifth time say, they come yeah. back, you know. Yeah, not you like build that a relationship with them. And you're like, yo, let's take a photo. Yeah, yeah. and then it's n not just like, right, we just met, and I'm gonna use you as promotion. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't ask him about the game. I looked up the score last night and saw that we went on a 20 and a run yeah, to probably, like yeah. beat them. I was like, ah, I think I'll wait for asking about yeah. about last night's game. But uh, yeah, super Gen cool. General rule. Don't talk to basketball players about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. It's like yeah. an official rule, definitely. That's so cool. So, um, I, I mean, how, how do you guys get those connections from stuff like that? Like, obviously, you know, the two of the guys, they walk in, 
you know, they, like from Indiana, they mentioned they don't have anything up there, but obviously they, they probably do the same thing in every city that they go to. Mm-hmm. But how do you guys get on the list of being like the go-to guys for when they come to Oklahoma City? So great question because that honestly hasn't happened a lot yet yeah. it's been something that we've been waiting for and we've like wanted to make happen but really we've just been waiting for it to happen there's like there was another crew of guys that came in uh from the lakers a while back but other than that um and that was like the lakers sent their homies it wasn't even the players themselves yeah. so which is still good but yeah kind of back to what he's saying we've been trying to find ways to make it naturally happen um with I think like one of our friends that works at a restaurant told them about our store right yeah. and like showed them their in- our Instagram yeah. and everything Shout out David Meadows yeah yeah we won't mention where he works <laughs> yeah for real yeah. and it, it just happened like that so that's like a great example word of, of mouth is just the best thing ever isn't yeah it? and yeah. we hope that like that experience for them went really well it's trusted so now they're gonna go back to their teammates and then yeah. trades happen and yeah you know you just want it to organically grow through that. And the team bus rolls up and you don't have any clothing left. Yeah. <laughs> right. And something we've realized, too, is it's like it's great to have them in here and get sales. But those guys really like love this stuff. Like they love oh, yeah. shopping. Like yeah. most of the time I'd be like, I don't know if we want to like DM them or whatever. But they're mm-hmm. looking for places like this to they're go looking to. looking for stuff to do. Yeah. Whenever they have some downtime, it's not like they're like, oh, yeah, I guess we'll go shop there. They, yeah. they love it. So I think it's awesome. Yeah, that's super cool. And like they're jamming out. They love your tunes. Yeah. You know, like that must be really cool, too. It's like. I mean, I always love putting playlists together. When someone else is jamming to it, you're like, I've done you a good job. Playlist yeah. validation. It's always exactly. Good. Yeah, that's that's like a big, uh, a big plus in 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 the like I said, the validation box. It's, yeah, uh, that's really cool. They, so they approve the ox. Oh yeah, definitely. And I don't know. It's just it's just cool experience to see those guys come in, right? I mean, it just it proves that you guys are doing the right thing. It proves you guys are selling the right products. Um, you know, and then when someone, when you guys don't have it in their size, you're like, oh, no worries. Like, when we get it, we'll let you know. Yeah. Like, service is kind of yeah. the main thing, you know, and that's probably something that you guys have just had ingrained in you from working in clothing stores and working for Caleb and yeah. working, you know, at the factory too. Yeah. And that's kind of how we treat anyone, you know, mm-hmm. like, it, it helps a lot of these brands are like willing to work with us. So even yeah. our friends, you know, we can be like, yeah, we'll, we'll check on a size yeah. for you. We'll see if yeah, we, we can got, get that. Yeah, we got some shorts in the cabinet here that somebody else, like, one of our normal guys came in and special ordered too so yeah it's always yeah. good to be able to do that yeah because with with the store our size that's kind of what you have to do is have those personal relationships with customers yeah. and try to find ways you can find the brands that you can special order from and get them sizes or colors that we don't have so mm-hmm. yeah how um did it work i mean you you know you you worked as a buyer mm-hmm. so you kind of already had like the relationships with probably some of the stores that you were selling anyway was it just like you know, okay, now I'm buying from this store. Was it just kind of natural progression? It wasn't yeah. like a huge change? Yeah, I really, like, I, I'm i not perfect at it, but I really would try to be the best buyer because I know, like, just hearing stories from different reps that I've worked with, like stores that are really late with getting their orders submitted or really bad at communication. So I tried whenever I was working at the factory just to always kind of the Oklahoma thing, I guess. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. Oklahoma thing or just, like, good human thing, but right. just Not be, be the best, like, yeah. client for them that yeah. I could possibly be, the mm-hmm. easiest to work with. So then I think that went a long way that when I called those guys and I was like, hey, I'm doing this new thing by myself, like, yeah, 
all, like basically everybody was the only people that like we got any pushback from were stores that or brands that they just have a pretty strict like process of like there's a couple brands that you have to submit photos of your store. They, they, it's got to fit there. They've got to know brand. like this is the store that we want to sell in. Yeah. So it was it wasn't no we don't trust you. It's we just have to see. We have a process. We have yeah. to see everything first, so, and we've picked up all of those brands since opening. Like we sent yeah. the photos in, and everything's been good. So um, a lot of the brands that we picked up here were brands that we were about to start carrying at the factory. Um, so it was kind of a seamless transition. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there are some brands, like Rude, for instance, has been really blowing up in the past year or so. Mm-hmm. But we got in super early with him um, and his brand when he was just really starting to expand into retailers. Um, so we just have had that relationship for a really mm-hmm. long time. Because that's really what all these brands are, is just relationships with yeah. either the designer or whoever represents them or who you're communicating with and just building that trust. And they've, a lot of people have got to see Caleb and I grow and our store open and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there, is there any Oklahoma brands that are like on the, on the up and coming for the streetwear market or are you guys going to think of starting your own? Shout out Zill Clothing. Yeah, so I've actually got my own okay. uh, clothing company that I've been working on lately that I've started to put designs out and done a couple of releases here. Um, so that's kind of answered my own question. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And there's some other like local brands that we know about. Um, we've got a friend named Eli, uh, Elijah Monks. He's got a shop in the plaza. And that's kind of like one of the things that's like really one of his passions is like being the launching point for mm-hmm. local brands. Um, but I mean, we know he's got his own brand called Silent Studios. It's really pretty cool. And uh, Micah's got Zeal. And I know there's some other guys that do some different yeah. things. Yeah. But it's, I think it's really starting to become like an attainable goal. I think a lot of times with Oklahoma, somebody you have to see somebody else do it to make it be like oh i can do this it's possible yeah so mm-hmm. it's it's cool to like start watching more people get into things yeah. and then not be a like oh well i'm not from new york or la so i can't do this yeah so, for sure is the goal to start like doing your own stuff as well is there going to be any like 1032 stuff coming out yeah we it's it's always on like the the radar it's just Find, trying to find the right time when and yeah. it, it just like some like t-shirts and yeah we'll definitely have some store hoodies which, yeah yeah sure. that'd be really cool to see i mean just like the name too it's like oh what should we call it oh well it's it's our address right yeah like so it's, it's the the house that uh we live in and that's it was my grandpa's house yeah uh, before he lived there my whole life and then about two and a half years ago now yeah two years ago he passed away um but there was just so much that he didn't know he was doing it but not charging like a ton for rent and just like it really set us up to be able to when the factory thing ended we were able to like take a basically a year yeah and work on this and so not have to it was micah that suggested the name actually yeah um, because we were trying to like figure out what to call it, and Micah was the one that was like, "Well, who's your name after the house?" Yeah. And then like the more, more we thought about it, and we were like, "Yeah, that's like perfect." It's yeah. such. It's, it carries a story. It's super unique. It's tied yeah. to you guys. It's not like, you know, anything that's like, 
it, I don't think you initially started when you when you search for a name. It's like okay, what do we want? To, you know, it's quite a tough thing to do, isn't it? If you don't really yeah. know, you know, you're kind of unsure when you're starting from square one. But you know, it's not like you haven't given it a name that's like trying to set it up to sell some. You know, you know, what I'm trying to say like you don't you haven't given it a name that like I can't think of a name right now, but something that's like super fancy to be. You know, hey, this is in L.A. or New York or whatever yeah. it is. Like this is this is just us. This is yeah. our name. This is what we stand for. Yeah, sure. So. That's uh, it's pretty impressive. Thank what? Um, why the green? I don't know. I started. Uh, I was on Photoshop working on a 1032 logo and yeah. just kind of messing with some colors. That one doesn't have as deep of a meaning. That okay. one's just like this is just like, like the alien kind of alien green in there. Yeah. it's yeah. like Space Invaders green. It just it just felt right when I'm yeah. really looking through the logos. So because we knew we wanted to do the like solid color hangers. Okay. We just knew we needed to land on a color. Yeah. Because yeah. we didn't want to like they don't, the hangers don't say 1032 or anything. But my like thought process on that is if you took a photo of like one of our clothing racks, it's black concrete floors, white walls, like a lot of stores in yeah. this realm look like this. So what's gonna be like the thing that makes it? Oh no, that's the that's 1032 in OKC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of like accidentally created this branding that now we kind of control the color green for whatever reason. Oh, Where yeah. Whenever we make graphics or do something on our website, we can just throw something green in there. And it's like, oh, that's that's 1032 space. And it's like we're trying to make it where you see the color green and you think of 1032 space. Yeah. So. I'm That's glad you cool. didn't do the burnt orange like the fire festival. Fire festival <laughs> did. I was like, like plaster the entire Instagram with burnt orange and then we'd, we'd it all fall apart. We'd experimented with the color thing at the factory a little bit, and it was like a really bright orange that we used over there. Yeah. So we knew that it wasn't going to be orange coming over here. Yeah. But. Yeah. So back back to the you know the the two guys coming in for the NBA and for the Pacers is yeah. is that kind of like ideal clientele? Is that kind of what this is? Based that by branded that, or was it just streetwear? That's just kind of what they like. It's they a part of it. Come in. So, I think one of the like really important themes for the store for us is the idea that we have a really wide price range. Um, so one of the things that I mean, Micah kind of introduced me to that this world. But there's all these like LA-based and New York-based graphic T-shirt brands that. Their prices are $35, $40, $50 for a t-shirt, which is, I mean, similar to what you're going to go pay mm -hmm. at Urban Outfitters PacSun. Yeah. So it makes the store really accessible to people that... To anyone. To anyone. Yeah. But then we also can go up and, like, you want a $800 pair of pants? We got those, too. We got those, too. Yeah. So it's, like, it's a cool vibe that somebody... Like, the the analogy we always use is a kid who mows lawns on the weekend can come in and he can buy a t-shirt from the same store that Russell Westbrook can shop at. Yeah. So, um, ideal clientele for the NBA guys, yes, but also... Dream clientele, I would say. That yeah, I mean... what it is, right? And it's like, that's... Yeah, it's where we can move the pricier items and that's, like, awesome. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, I... I don't want it. I we don't want the sort of be a like it's only for. We definitely don't base anything off of like that. Expecting yeah. NBA players to walk in. There's things we see and we're like, oh, that'd be cool. Like I could see a ball player wearing that. But yeah. we're not just like. Yeah. 
counting on that necessarily. Yeah, we probably have like four things in the store right now mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, that's probably like NBA guys. Yeah. Yeah. But for the majority, it's like what is going to be the most accessible, Yeah. Like, but still unique and cool mm-hmm. thing that anybody can come in and buy. Yeah. And I know when we spoke earlier, you mentioned like um, you guys did something with Russ. And yeah. um, are you allowed to talk about that or not? Before I ask any questions on it, I mean, I, I think we can. Yeah, yeah. I think I think so. No, I mean, it's coming out. Yeah, so it's done. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we just made that so hyped up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can we talk about it? I mean, I can wait till this on goes next out. Week's so it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's just kind of the connection you guys have built with you know the clientele that you want and and having that service and and building and selling the products that those, that that market's there for, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, that's. I think. I guess, from my perspective, the ideal thing for you guys would be is now that everybody's getting papped or t- pictures taken of them as they walk into the arena, you're like, I want someone in my stuff. Yeah. yeah. And has that happened yet? Not yet. No. Are they obviously wearing the brands that you guys sell anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know. So you just just like spotting. Yeah. Oh, it's like, funny. Uh, the. And only you guys, only you you guys would know that. Yeah. I think know? it was on the ESPN uh, Instagram last night. They were doing like a like the IGTV thing about the dress code and the progression of like how it's changed and what it's become. And there's like two shots of Russell from stuff that he bought at the factory. Uh, and so it's like, fine. it's always funny to see those yeah. photos and those like, I didn't see that. And it's just like, Oh yeah, I sold my yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. Nobody knows that, but yeah. Yeah. And like Oklahoma's not like fashion capital of the world. Exactly. Yeah. You know? and he like, helps a lot. Russell, oh. <laughs> Russell Westbrook helps tremendously. Yeah. yeah he's, he definitely pushes the envelope on the on the stuff that he wears. Yeah, um, for sure. So you guys obviously saw that market. You saw the opportunity to to do this, um, you know, and gone through the name and gone through the colors and and then found the space and you know built this place out with a buddy of yours, right? Modern. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Modern builds. Modern builds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout out Mike Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to do that because I have no idea what his name is. <laughs> we have to. You know. Um, it's just super cool. Like I'm just super interested in and just the stories. It's really cool to see, and and you got a cool space, and you know it's. I think just being here while two of the guys walk in and see you do what you do, right? That's kind of like, for me, that was just kind of the best thing for me to see because, it's not you know you you can read about it and you can do all this, but until you see it, it's yeah. like yeah. this guy's doing it right. That's cool. What um I mean been open since October last year. Yeah. I mean what's that? Six months. Maybe. Just about, yeah, yeah, almost six months. Yeah. What is, you know, goal for the rest of the year? Do you have obviously set up twenty nineteen goals and kinda yeah. have yeah. a process? What's what's the plan for the end of the year? Yeah. Our two biggest like scheduled moves right now is we've got two new brands coming in August. Three new brands coming in August. Yeah. yeah. The um, Oh the, yeah. Yeah. One just got added like two days ago. So um a uh, brand called Heron Preston. Uh, shout out Heron Preston. Shout out Heron Preston. He's probably listening. <laughs> um, and then Comrade Garçon, or some people will know it as the Converse with the hearts on the side of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the thing that we just did with Russ, it opened the door and we got the opportunity to t- bring in his brand, Honor the Gift. So you heard it here first. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> 1032 space carrying yeah. the one and only. Yeah, because really at this point now it's just 
well, I think the biggest way we can grow is adding more brands and because mm-hmm. people ask us all the time for more brands, but like we've kind of talked about, it's working up a ladder of relationships and getting to know people and carrying certain brands to carry this brand. So at this point, as far as, you know, goals well, we don't like take that, on too much too quick. Yeah. yeah. We're still, it's going well, but we're still a young business and building yeah. the process. Got to make the, the right decisions. Yeah. Eventually, I think in the next maybe year, year and a half, we'd like to start doing some more footwear. Mm-hmm. Um, which footwear is just a whole other animal. That's but. We had, uh, I had the Kicklahoma guys on podcast and yeah opened my eyes to see how crazy the footwear scene is i mean yeah. i know it's kind of i'm kind of at a, a slight awareness about it but when they when they talk about it and they they go into all this stuff and yeah. juan has more kd pairs of shoes than i've ever seen in my entire life in yeah. one room um yeah it's that that is like i said it's a whole different animal isn't yeah. it? and you guys are probably have to be super prepared for that yeah. yeah we did a little bit at the last shop the factory with uh we had an adidas account and it's just like you think about ordering clothes and like everything that you know about how to order that kind of stuff just goes out the window and you yeah. got to relearn a whole new system when it comes to footwear. And, um, so we're probably going to want to bring in like, we've been talking about like the Vans vault account, which is kind of like their like higher tier. We're going to talk to them about that. Uh, we got the contacts with sweet Coke who makes like some really cool sandals. Um, but we'll see. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like taking it as a yeah as the opportunities arise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's like uh, what's like the dream? Franchise it or just keep like not know. not to get too far ahead yeah, here. Yeah, but when you sure. retire, how many yeah. stores do you want? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, have you thought about that yet? A little bit. Yeah, I think for me, like personally, I know just being from here, the the Oklahoma thing is so important to me just because when I was getting into this stuff, there wasn't any place that did, you know, the streetwear a little bit edgier, a little bit higher end stuff. Like for men, at least there's mm-hmm. plenty yeah. of women's shops, but well, not plenty, but yeah, a decent amount. Um, so I know from like the focus for me right now in the present is just like making this as good as it can be. Yeah. And then, if the opportunity comes up to expand, that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Maybe sure. Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. like there's nothing there. So it does sound like there's nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I think one of my like kind of favorite brands to just keep an eye on is, and I always say it wrong. Is it deuce X machina? Yeah. As you yeah. say, right. Yeah. Like the way they do it, like they have stores. I mean, they've one in LA, they've one in Germany, one in Japan. Yeah. And like, they just do it right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just take over, you know, those huge markets. And I know that would be a huge step, obviously, yeah. to be in two different countries right. and halfway around the world. Worldwide. But, like, that's... Yeah, there's a that, bunch I of, can see you guys doing something like that. There's yeah. some shops. Like, there's a shop in L.A. called Union that I... They don't know it, but we've kind of looked to them for, like, inspiration. Uh-huh. And they did, like... They were one of the first stores that I knew about that did this, like, you can buy a $700 T-shirt next to it. Forty-five dollar T-shirt, mm-hmm. yeah. um, the kind of high-low thing. So they kind of broke that rule. Yeah, that was in everybody's head. I feel and like. And they're based. I think they their first store was originally New York. It's not there anymore. They have been in LA for years now, and then they just recently opened a shop in Japan. So we are seeing like some of these yeah. smaller boutiques go international and yeah. do cool things like that. 
I've, I guess my like, when I have thought about expansion, it would be like, I think it'd be really cool to try to find similar cities as OKC. You know, mm-hmm. people think, people still think, you know, we yeah. all ride horses around here and everything. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure there's like bigger cities that are kind of stuck in that same thing. Mm-hmm. They're like good sized cities, but. Have that opportunity in that same. Indiana. Yeah. yeah. There's, they've got an NBA team and an NFL team and. And they there's can't still no find, place yeah. to shop there. So it, it seems like there's there's plenty of opportunities for places like this to expand in that market where I feel like a lot of stores based in bigger cities, they probably wouldn't think to go to a riskier market. Mm-hmm. To take that chance. If yeah. we've built it up here and we know how to do it, it yeah. could help a lot. Yeah, and yeah. you know it works. One of you's moving to Indiana soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How... Um, I know, I know you mentioned earlier that the process, you know, you guys already bought everything ready. Uh, the people now, now that you kind of justified selling these brands, people just send you samples all the time. Is that how that works? You kind of get samples and then people just, you know, if you don't put them out, you just kind of wear them yourselves. Yeah. I mean, some, some brands do the sample thing where they like, and I think that's for the, I don't want to say the more unknown brands, but like more emerging guys they'll do that as kind of like a gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, but then so much of the stuff, it's like, there's the brands that we know we want to get, but you have to kind of work up the ladder. And because you have this brand and this brand, well, now you can go talk to this brand. And then once you get that brand, yeah. then you can go talk to this brand. Just unlocking just kinda, levels. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And we've been talking about like where our cap is. Like, you know, I don't think we're going to, expand into carrying like Balenciaga and Gucci anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Be great one day, but Yeah. Do those right. guys like to with that, like unlocking that level, do they work any differently? Do they have to you have to carry so much or have like so yeah. much on account with them? I mean like, a lot of brands work? have like a minimum that you kinda have to stick okay. around. Uh and then if the brand's doing really, really good then they have maximums that you cannot buy more <laughs> than. Uh, yeah. Hopefully you have that problem one day. Yeah. yeah. Uh for sure. So, right, yeah, right now it's just kind of like finding that balance mm-hmm. of the right brands and the right price points and so much of it is just like, finding that Like market. we've talked about already, driven by social media, like what brand is the popular social media brand yeah. right now? Because you can bring in a brand that is awesome, but if no, no one's heard of it, it and sometimes people are more skeptical to spend money on something that they don't know about so yeah and then fashion trends and spawning all that too because yeah. mm-hmm. i mean and when i talked to caleb about it caleb blue seven he's like it's kind of great because i know what's coming yeah. i know what's coming from the coasts to the middle i know what you know it's going to work what's not going to work and it's just what he said he finds it really hard is timing it because he might see something he's like that'd be great it's coming our way but it's not coming for another eight months yeah and then he sits in the store you know and then you're like doesn't go anywhere and by the time you guys are like oh i think we should get rid of this or put it on sale it's popping and now you get the market back you know what i mean yeah, it's yeah. just kind of totally it's hard to do but is that kind of i mean you guys really haven't had to worry about that yet right yeah there's like some brands i feel like they they post a lot on social media of their new stuff like when it's in this buying season where like it's not available to the consumer really but yeah. But they're working on it. But yeah, and we're seeing it and like we'll go. So like right now we go to Paris twice a year, uh, once in January and once in June. And it's like January is for the following fall 
June is for the following summer. So okay. almost like a full year in advance. So somebody will be like posting a ton in January, I'll go see it, but that stuff's not going to be for sale until the, um, you know, yeah. that June or July. Yeah. Well, now in that June or July, he's posting the new Again. stuff. And so people are like, what, is this going to yeah. be here? So it, it's been a lot of like, we've, we've, we've had to kind of approach, I think, from an educational basis too, of like, hey, this is how like the calendar works. Right. So if you see something now, it will be for sale now, like later. Yeah. So. What, what was Paris like first time you went over there? For like, to, for, did you go there strictly for work first, or you yeah. were, you hadn't already been there? No. Okay. I went. Um, I went with Ashley um, for the factory in Janu January of 2017. That was the first time I ever went. Um, it was. The three coldest days Paris has had in ten years. It was miserable, <laughs> yeah. uh, weather-wise. Yeah. But I mean, the experience was. It's such a cool place. Yeah. yeah. Is it? So I've been there five times now. Mm -hmm. So it's a. Uh, they hate Americans too. Yeah. They hate the Americans. They're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> they just don't like you guys. Like I went. I kind of have to like I. Now I've gotten used to it, and I approach it in the, like, hi, I know I'm the terrible American that doesn't speak French. Yeah. I'm sorry. We. Oui. <laughs> That's it. Can I get this burger? Yeah. <laughs> this one right here on the menu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I went over there with, uh, we were, went back home, uh, me and my wife went home, and, and we had a weekend in Paris, and their parents came over as well, and they were like, as we left, they were showing up. Um and just kind of the stories you hear and just I mean I warned them I was like they just don't like doesn't matter where you're from in America they just don't like you yeah. <laughs> they just don't and it's got worse with you know whoever's in the White House it just, they just don't <laughs> like you let's just get over that from day one uh, don't try and change their mind kind of thing but it's a cool spot isn't it it's really yeah. cool and I'm sure being there like for the whole fashion stuff yeah. was just mental yeah it's I want to go back when it's not Fashion Week because it's such a different, like, I want to see it kind of in a normal Tourist setting. way. Because yeah. the other thing is, is that when I'm over there, I spend most of my time with the American brands because every brand goes over there for the most part for that week. Yeah. And so instead of having to go to L.A. and then go to New York and then go to Paris and then go to Italy, like, everybody goes to Paris and you can get everything done. And I've been doing it in, like, three-day periods because it's a lot cheaper to go yeah. there for less days oh yeah but um so i spend most of my time hanging out with like guys from la or new york mm -hmm. um so i do want to go over there when it's not the chaos of yeah that week have you been over there yet micah i haven't no no not yet so hopefully believe hopefully it for soon. this summer yeah, yeah. you to find someone to take over yeah, yeah. Find someone to take the shop over for three yeah. days and you guys will do it yeah exactly that'd be so cool and is there anywhere else or is just Paris that's kind of like the big place to go? Or do you, or is you, there I mean, we could, in theory, uh, I mean, you could go to uh, Paris in June and, uh, January and June, Milan in April and November, uh, Los Angeles right now, they're having a market, and that, another one that will be in October, uh, Vegas is in February, and july like you could go yeah a ton of times but you don't like really need all to. over the place but most right, of our brands like all yeah they're all in a, one i think place. there's like two or two or three of the like yeah 10 or 12 that we have that don't show in paris 
And those are the ones that we've got good enough relationships that we just can, I can call them and we can go through the line sheet over the phone and get everything done that yeah. we need to get done. Eventually, like, we want to get to the point where probably where we're going to Paris and New York. Those mm-hmm. are the two big ones. Yeah. Do you sell a lot, a lot more stuff on social media than you do in, like, in the store? Not as of right now. Um, I think the, the online is that, that slow build of the longer we're around and consistent on. You have to gain a trust online, Yeah, too. social media. Because, like, right now it's, like, if you just heard of a website for the first time and we had a $300 jacket or something, like, you probably would be like, well, I don't know these guys. and Yeah. So the longer that we're around, but it's, it's starting to pick up significantly, yeah, I would say. Yeah, this month, I think it's all 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 time. It's been about ten percent of our total sales, but I think this month alone is probably closer to like twenty twenty five. Uh, just you could isolate this. Yeah. Month. So it's picking up. I mean, just I you've only been open for like six months. Yeah. I, I just keep going back. I keep having to remind myself that because you guys operate in such a way that it's not like that. It's like it yeah. just feels like you guys have been open, you know, for for yeah. years, you know, and that's that's a great thing for you guys. Um. I'm going to do a little quick fire round before we hand this over because I know you guys got to get ready for the day. Um, favorite song at the moment? Sicko mode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Oh, man. That's a... You go. That's my answer. I... <laughs> legitimately am thrown off by this question. <laughs> it's a not so quick quick fire uh, round. <laughs> A lot of speed just put out a new album. There's a song called The Anxiety Panorama that's really good. All right. F- favorite meal? Steak. Sushi. Red prime. Go-to Starbucks order? Iced coffee. Espresso. Simple man. Dream vacation? Anywhere there's a beach. Snowboarding. Favorite app? Polar <laughs> opposites. Yeah. Favorite app? Instagram. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Favorite movie? Oh man, jeez! Just gonna go number one favorite movie. It's not my favorite movie, but I'll just say Kill Bill because I just rewatched those on Netflix and so good. Quentin Tarantino's the best. Oh yeah, Mulholland Drive. I don't yeah. know why I said that. I feel like those are respectful. <laughs> it's on answers. record now. <laughs> I've got like three. It's that, on the internet now. That's the yeah, movie of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm quoting that. I want that. the really artsy film. In so. 10 years, when you guys make it, I'm quoting that. Uh, <laughs> last person you saw live in concert. Who was it? It's a rapper. I went to the Wiz Khalifa concert. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, who was the last person I saw in concert? Bouncing Composure? That's Cold a long time again. ago. What? I said polar opposites again. Yeah. You guys are a good fit. Yeah. Um, superpower you could use today? Fly. Uh, fly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With the quickness. Not a Marvel fan. Then are you? You're not really a superhero guy. <laughs> um, all right, finish with this. Um, one brand you could carry for the rest of this business. What would it be? Zeal. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out my own brand. Yeah. Big big things coming this year. Man, you don't follow say, that. Yeah. You don't say Zeal too. I don't know what <laughs> we're going to do. That. This partnership's over if you don't follow that. <laughs> um, Zeal. 
Awesome. Guys, pleasure. Um, yes. Thanks for sharing the time, you know, and opening up. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, yeah. and I can't wait to see the success. And just, you know, been open six months, and now you guys are already killing it. Thank and you. It's, it's really cool to see. Um, you know, I'm sure that I'll learn more about the fashion industry as I keep following you guys because I know nothing about it. Uh, but, yeah, this is really cool. Um, guys listening, uh, shout out for you. You know, guys, this is time for you guys to shout out follow spaces you know uh hashtags yeah at what are you on social yeah our instagram is just 1032 space 1032 the word space uh my instagram's micah t john and if you want to follow my brand zealclothing.co caleb list all of your accounts <laughs> uh <laughs> my instagram is caleb c-a-l-e-b two underscores steven with a ph Ooh, tricky one. Yeah, it is. Never had to like. Never had to say that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow my brand, it's Zeal Clothing. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's Micah's brand. Quick dig. Sweet. Uh, yeah, Boys, man. pleasure again. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you so and much. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Everybody listening, come check this place out. Come check this space out, not space. Um, we'll be and here. Yeah, we'll see you next episode. Peace. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us, and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston. Mixed by Alan Brown with music by Chad Duro.